are listening to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
Hi, everybody. Hyvää ilta. Happy Easter Monday. And a very pleasant good evening to you, wherever you may be. It's time for Exploding Head Movies, and this is your cinematically inspired program found on Vancouver's parboiled campus community radio station, CITR. Your voice of the University of British Columbia on 101.9 FM. We broadcast at an average of 1,800 watts from unceded Musqueam territory, representing the traditional ancestral and unceded lands here. From the student nest on campus, our signal takes us throughout the Lower Mainland and the Nahunkameen-speaking Coast Salish peoples. From Lions Bay in the north, Bellingham, Washington to the south, West Pass Point, Grand and sipping south across the Salish Sea, to all the ships and creatures in the water, since we do share the same frequency with CFUV at the University of Victoria, so there may be some overlapping. Our signal then heads east past Langley, deep into the Fraser Valley, though CIVL on 101.7 cuts pretty close on the dial. We also broadcast up through the sky and deep into space for as long as this planet and this station continues to emit noisy waves for all to hear. And our signal dives down, well, into the underground. From where we come from and from where all good things bubble up. If you have telesoptic, subscribers can tune in to CITR on their television sets on channel 7023. At least that's the story in Western Canada. Otherwise, in all these places and ever else the internet takes you, find us on the web, www.citr.ca. There you'll see the Exploding Head Movies show page, and it contains track listings and downloads for this episode, along with most of the recent ones going back nine years. You'll also find a link to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Music. You can also find us on Spotify, iHeart, Deezer, GeoSave, and Stitcher, and various other services. For those times you can't listen live to the Crystal Wireless, or then the Shoutcast stream through the website. 
My name is Gek, and I will be guiding you through the time of awakening for the next two hours. So, brace yourselves. The Kunat Caliphate is upon us. You should have received your complimentary newly regulatory oversights Q-tip in conjunction with the broadcast of this episode. If not, well, just remember that time you're on one of those gladiators competition shows. Just pull out one of those things. Phone number for the station for those of you listening live. Uncertain to still <laughs> the lack of instructions how to pick up the phone since it's not a handset. It's a whole bunch of things and dials and stuff like that. But at the very least... As required, 604-822-2487. In T9, that spells out U-B-C-C-I-T-R after the area code. Do keep it short and sweet to the point if I manage to pick up since we are running a single-person operation here. Especially because it is a holiday here on campus, so things are pretty chill. The emphasis is always making sure the on-air part of portion of the show works. So... But you can email anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook under its given name. And on Instagram, it is Myopic Man. I'll get Mastodon working at some point since I'm starting to use that. Although finding soundtrack news on that platform is kind of odd. So right now it's just mostly promoting the show. So we started off with Operating Theater. And that originally came out in 1986, but off of a new kind of archived compilation resuscitating their earlier material. It was the pseudo-starting track. Spring is coming with a strawberry in the mouth. And uh, it's part of a compilation release with another album called Rapid Eye Movements. Originally came out with an old U2 label called Mother Records appropriate since uh, it was an Irish act that we heard there featuring Roger Doyle and Olwen Fuere. And in the background, this is Vancouver's Squid in Chains and from last year's album Sirens of Kiev. This is Spring Will Come. John Oliver, one of the acts behind this, spearheaded this project in support of Ukraine. Most recent release came out a week or two ago called Warfire Welfare. Admittedly, a more stark and dark album approaching the tumultuous state that this world is in and all the things. But it's wonderful to hear, and he's promising happier music down the road. So yes, spring is partly in mind here. There's all manner of other music I was going to look at. Including something talking that uh, spring still feels like a far off away, but I think it's enough emotion right now to effectively bless things accordingly. The magnolia trees near me at this point are post peaks. The large petals are falling down. Cherry trees, at least the first wave, have seen the impact. I'm watching the hill here on UBC campus. There's dandelions out. Uh, baseball season's been rained out here a little few times already in Vancouver. But yeah. Spring is here. And we're talking about Ukraine. Of course, we're keeping an eye on what's happening with the Russian invasion there. There's some cases of what's happening with various cities, withdrawals, and other prisoner exchanges are happening. But the major news right now is that some major Pentagon papers were leaked featuring U.S. intelligence about how to deal with Ukraine. 
and support. So, curious to see where this all leads. Especially since there are still millions of people impacted by this invasion. This week, we're going to pay tribute to a composer who passed away a couple months ago, and that's Gerald Freed. Spelled fried, but Freed, as, as far as I can tell, is the pronunciation. Spent many decades working in film and TV, mostly known for his TV work. And we're going to focus at least on music from the celebrated miniseries from 1970s called Roots. But there's one important cue from the 60s we need to dig up. Hence all the Star Trek references earlier. But we'll try to cover at least a swath of the music that he provided for visual media. But we need to slip some new music in. Since it felt like for a while there... Everything was just a tribute, so we'll try to stagger things a little bit, right, just to make the episodes a little bit more distinctive, but we'll still talk about the recently deceased soon enough. But some recent music, and this song came out towards the tail end of 2022, and it's something I've been hoping to play for a while, and this guy fits into this nice block here at the beginning where it allows for some newer electronic stuff, and this is Brax and Falcon. Alan Brax is a French producer and remixer, DJ Falcons is cousin, but they've both been part of the French music scene, specifically the 90s French touch scene as DJs since the 90s. And um, specific to Brax, a recently reissued compilation from 20 years ago came out called The Upper Cuts. Some songs have been changed out, and it includes now a Britney Spears remix, and it highlights that sound that started with Daft Punk back in the day. At some point, I do want to get some new Daft Punk in your ear, especially since Thomas Bangalter has gone ballet orchestral. But that album just came out a little while ago, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later once we're in full shape here. Guest appearing on this track is Panda Bear, alias of Animal Collective's Noah Lennox. And Animal Collective's most recent release came out last year called Time Skiffs. As for Panda Bear, put out an album with Sonic Boone also in 2022 called Reset. And... Uh, yeah, Panda Bear has actually worked with Daft Punk in the past. The song Doing It Right off the Robots' final album from now 10 years ago, 2013's Random Access Memories, which has had a reissue and starting to lift the veil behind the robot masks. And yes, Thomas Bangalter did the score to a ballet called Mythologies. So as I wait for a copy, we'll listen to this song here by Brax and Falcon. It's a title track to an EP. This will be... Step by Step, featuring Panda Bear. You're now listening to Exploding Head Movies, live the realms of Studio A, that radio station that really wants you in this world. This is CITR, 101.9 FM, Vancouver.
22nd edition of DOXA Documentary Film Festival returns May 4th to May 14th, 2023. Committed to cultivating curiosity and critical thought, DOXA will present both short and feature films from across Canada and around the globe, representing some of the best in documentary cinema. This year, DOXA is once again returning to local theaters. The in-person festival will include live conversations with filmmakers as well as industry-specific events. The festival program will be announced soon. Visit doxafestival.ca for more information. Everything but nothing to do Kill the inner Tesla partner, X-Rest 
to the hills cause the end is near. their most recent album this year's Cracker Island that was Gorillas. We heard New Gold joined by Tame Impala or at least well Kevin Parker is Tame Impala. But um and then we had Booty Brown there too. Booty Brown formerly of the Far Side legendary Los Angeles hip hop act. A little bit more comedic but some jams on their own side. Tame Impala latest release is 2020's The Slow Rush. Gorillas, they were in town recently. Sporting that album, which kind of explored the idea of what it was like living in America. And definitely riffing on the idea of crackers, aka crazy white people. Behind me, this is our Roxy Morn from last year's Perpetual Now album. This is Fragmented Dreams. Our Roxy Moore's alias of Hermione Frank, a German producer. And she is playing in Vancouver Friday, April 28th, a location to be announced in time. So you can get tickets. Found it through Resident Advisor. So if you go to ra.co and look up R Roxymore, that's all one word, capitalize that second R. 
get a sense of what's going on. So tickets start at $21 plus some change. And leading up to the show, whether it's days, maybe even hours beforehand, you'll let find out where you will go. Now it's time for a segment we try to do occasionally on the show, though. Looking at my records, it has been ages. But try to look at a recent song and then uh, playing the song that originally samples. And this one just sort of jumped out at me based on the idea that the chorus from this song, or at least the main hook, definitely stands a little bit starker than what we were used to in the past from this act. And it's new music from the Chemical Brothers. They're playing Seattle next Tuesday, April 18th at a show I'd really like to go to since it's been about 20 years since I last saw them. Wonderful stuff, wonderful visuals. Definitely hearkening to more like rave and hip-hop days, but after sort of their fallow period in the 20 aughts, they've resurrected their career in many ways. They did the score to the 2011 film Hannah, which we profiled in the past in Exploding Head Movies episode 63 from April that year. Most recent albums, 2019's No Geography, but they did put out a single two years ago called The Darkness That You Fear. And this track has already been a highlight of their live sets. Here's the Chemical Brothers with no reason. Then we'll turn back the clock to 1979 to hear where no reason comes from.
Going back to 1979 off of their Flesh as Property EP, we heard Second Layer with Quartz or Wars. It was a short-lived act, definitely post-punk through and through there, but uh, it was only a couple years later that they fleshed out into a full band and went new wave, kind of like in an early U2 sound, with an act called The Sound. Great stuff if you want to find. Kind of the same vein as like The Alarm. Another early 80s Steve Lillywhite produced stuff. That song was sampled in what we heard beforehand. The Chemical Brothers with no reason. There's talk of the Chemical Brothers' 10th album coming out soon, which should have that track and a few others that have come out since their most recent one, 2019's No Geography. Yeah, hard to believe 30 years ago, they were just in Manchester, spinning around raves in little houses there, and then picking up a nickname of some American producers, not thinking they'd ever be found out. They were the Dust Brothers briefly, until the actual Dust Brothers found out and said, you're getting popular, you need to change your name. They're like, you're still around, (laughs) we're popular. Chemical it was. In the background, this is Mittens. You pronounce this as mittens, but take out the two T's and you got apostrophe there. As though instead of Manchester, you're in London, it's mittens. Off of 2020's Future Child album, this is Null Set, although you spell the, replace the L's with ones there, so N-U-1-1-S-E-T. Vancouver duo of Kim and Evan. Wonderful instrumental rock there. My name is Gak, you're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in a gloomy Vancouver. More rain awaits us, but hopefully we can get into a little bit of heat and 
proper spring activities. And uh, we have a couple recent deaths in the Canadian music world, and they have some connections to film. And the first one ties into Care Failure, which is the alias of Caroline Kawa. Some of us might know her from appearing, along with the band, in the 2010 film Hardcore Logo 2, a sequel to the first Hardcore Logo film, which we profiled in the past in Exploding Head Movies episode 512. In the lead-up to one Canada Day in 2020. Dimanikin Toronto Act. Debut EP was 2006's How to Kill. Most recent was 2014's Neon Zero. But it was announced that Care Failure died on March 31st. Or at least the announcement was on March 31st. But she was 30. Nine or sorry, 36 years old, so taken too soon. From when I was researching this, no cause of death had been reported. Not sure if that is still the case right now, but of course, respecting families' privacy is appropriate here. We will listen to something off of Hardcore Logo 2 featuring Die Mannequin. This will be Orson Welles 2012. Then we'll head to the great province of Alberta. Look up the story on Tron. Don't keep us on tenter hooks. What song have you and the band got for us today? It's a song that came to me by the way of Joe Dick for his old pals Bucky and Bruce. <clears throat>
join us every other Wednesday from 6.30 to 8 p.m. for Sam Squanch's Hideaway with your host, Anita B., as she plays all Canadian music with a focus on indie rock and pop. So, uh, Tron's coming, eh? He ain't here yet. How many... Do you, do you shotgun all your beers? No, no. How, Just how like many? sometimes you go to a party, right? And everyone's all fucking loaded. And you're not loaded, so you go up to people and you're like, how's it going? And then they're like, Woo! And then you're like, yeah, okay. And you're trying to talk to them a bit and they're fucking loaded. And then you realize the only way to keep going is to catch up to them. Yeah. So you shotgun a few and then you get good and pissed right away. That is a total throwback to me, going back to my university days, and the idea of 90s lo-fi kind of crazy stuff there. So we heard from Calgary, the A-Team, and off of 1994's Pity the Fool, definitely enthralled with Mr. T. That was the classic, I'm a truck. Before that, we heard a little clip from the 2002 film FUBAR. As everyone's waiting for Tron, so I heard about a shotgun and a few beers there. Did a profile on FUBAR in the past and Exploding Head Movies episode 173 from Canada Day 2013. Tron in the film FUBAR, along with its sequel, FUBAR 2, and then various spin-offs, was played by the lead singer of A-Team there, Calgary staple, Andy Scarcino. Member of acts like A Team, he was King Sausage in the great band Helvis. 
And then veering off into more hip-hop realms, Blist. The sad news that surfaced over the weekend is that Sparatino died over the weekend in Nanaimo on April 5th at the age of 49. Over the past few years, he'd been fighting off uh, an addiction to intravenous drugs. He was regularly homeless, and he was dealing with care situations at that point. Alas, that is what took him in the end. But yeah, a gregarious force in the Calgary and Canadian music scene. May he rest in peace. Behind me, this is Los Bichos from London, England. So it's an interesting mix of cumbia and Latin music. But instrumental guitar rock. And off of their debut album last year's Let the Festivities Begin, this is good to go. And there's exclamation marks throughout all of that. Also recently leaving us is the keyboardist Vivian Trimble, best known for her work with Luscious Jackson. She left after their 1996 album Fever In, Fever Out, formed the duo Dusty Trails with Josephine Wiggs of Breeders fame for a while. But as noted on social media and amongst family and friends, she'd been battling cancer for quite some time. And that is what it took her on April 4th at the age of 59. Let's get some luscious Jackson here. Another act from the 90s I latched on to. Definitely a bit of the Beastie Boys connection for sure. From Natural Ingredients, here's Luscious Jackson with Here.
The NCRA is excited to bring back the podcast school from March 7th to April 13th, twice a week for six weeks. We will be hosting online classes that will be recorded and shared with participants. Classes will cover various podcast related topics such as the basics, what defines a podcast and how to be a representative. Visit podcast.ncra.ca to register and learn more about the courses and their presenters. From Wales. I will tell you from experience, I will not try a Welsh accent. Because it's either terrible or is uncanny. But of course, it depends how late in the night it goes. So from Wales, we heard the Bug Club, and off of 2021's Pure Particles, we heard The Fixer. Beautiful, quirky stuff. Most recent release came out last year called Green Dream in F Sharp. And in the background from Toronto, this is Castle If, part of a series of EPs that she's been putting out with the idea of being a production music library, so these could fit into various films. The most recent one's called Darknet, and I speak over Web of Lies. 
So if we have some time now, let's talk about some of the soundtracks that are available for purchase, download, or streaming this week. Though do note, a good many of these may be out already since the list I get sometimes goes retroactively. So do check either in your favorite record store where you find your music online to get the real deal here. And this list comes from the websites filmmusicreporter.com and soundtrack.net. As new releases go, the film Air retelling the story of Michael Jordan getting signed to Nike. Various artists' song album coming up through Sony Music. A double dose of Bobby Curlich here. Bo's Afraid, along with the soundtrack to the TV series Beef. Both coming out through A24 Music. Zachary Dawes and Nick Senna's music from the Big Door Prize is coming out through Lakeshore Records. John Ekstrand's score from Hilma is coming out through Una. How to Blow Up a Pipeline. It's scored by Gavin Brivik. It's coming out through Milan Records. Alex Hefez did the music to Mafia Mama. That's coming out through Atlantic Screen Records and Film Tracks. The Pope's Exorcist is scored by Jed Krizel. That's coming out through Madison Gate. Marco Beltrami does the music to Nicolas Cage as a vampire called Renfield. That's coming out through Backlot and Waxwork Records. Star Wars The Bad Batch, latest part of an animated series featuring some rogue stormtroopers of a special skill. Season 2, Volumes 1 and 2, as scored by Kevin Kiner, are out through Walt Disney. Sweetwater, scored by Jeff Cardoni and Martin Guigui. Song albums coming out through Candid Records. And then Tiny Beautiful Things, as scored by Juana Riza, Gabriel Mann, and Ingrid Michelson. That's coming out through Hollywood Records. On the re-release front, as the music ends here, there are physical versions now of Justin Hurwitz's Oscar-nominated score to Babylon. So that is the compact disc or the vinyl. That's coming out through Interscope Records. A confusing reissue in limited edition. The soundtrack to Catch Me If You Can, but this is not the Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio film, but this is from 1989, and I can't tell you too much about the film except... It totally looks like it's from 1989. It's scored by Tangerine Dream, and that's coming out through BSX. And Jeff Beal did the music to He Was a Quiet Man. That's coming out through Categorical Records. Those are really some of your anticipated soundtrack releases for this week. Got some new music here from Ladytron from Liverpool. They are doing a little bit of a West Coast tour at next month, although the closest they get is Seattle on May 10th before heading down to Portland, San Francisco, and then Pasadena for the Just Like Heaven Festival. New album came out a couple months ago. It's called Time's Arrow. Yeah, it definitely thrives on that dark wave pop, that sound that they're used to. So here's Lady Tron with effectively a call that's not a comeback. Yes, this will be We Never went away.
go to cry? Where do you go to scream? Where do you go to sing at the top of your lungs and play instruments and be free? You can join UBC Cry Club. UBC Cry Club provides instruments and a judgment-free zone for people to let loose and be free using music as therapy. UBC Cry Club meets at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays at the Fraser River Parkade. For more information, go to M01E on Instagram. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people.
Toro y Moi. Off the 2022 album Mahal, we heard Magazine. Featuring appearance there from San Jose, California's Salami Rose, Joe Lewis. Her most recent release. It's got the super Greek name from... Oh, most recent release is forthcoming release coming out in May. It's called Akousmatikous. Beautiful stuff there. Tori Moy originally came part of the hypnagogic pop, a.k.a. chill wave movement. Before the 20 teens kicked off, but has adapted since. And behind me, this is Kiefer, along with Braxton Cook. Kiefer's on the keyboards here, Braxton Cook's on the horn. This is the B-side to a single from last year. The A-sides you already know. I speak over. Keep moving. The name of the show is Exploding in Movies. I'm your host, the humble programmer, Gak. This is CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Telesoptic, channel 7023. Streaming live on your devices or your computer. www.citr.ca Otherwise, they're available for, as a podcast. Again, for those times you can't listen live, whether in the car, on the go, in the office, at home, or outdoors. I played the little PSA there from the UBC Cry Club, which is a fantastic exploration of the primal scream therapy thing. And if you heard the letters and numbers M01E, I think there's a connection to a Shindig finalist from last year. Shindig is CITR's Battle of the Bands. Runs in November in its new home at the Redgate Art Society. The winner of this most recent time was Jackson Ramsey. But M01E definitely has their own glorious experimental niche. Most recent release, they kind of do it like a season and episode things, as though they were a TV series. Which ties in nicely once we get into our profile on the composer Gerald Freed. From last year's Season 1, Episode 3, The Window in the Street, best consumed at Volume 70 to 95%. This is M01E with Honey, Look at the TV, all around her, watching the world go to hell.
27th, Vancouver's Plasteroid returns to the H.R. Macmillan Space Centre with a second installment of their successful planetarium show, featuring live, chilled-out, ambient music set to a journey through our solar system. Don't miss this rare opportunity to see one of Vancouver's most cosmic bands performing live amongst the stars. The band is offering two seatings for this immersive event, at 7 p.m. and 8.45 p.m. Both shows are all ages and seating is limited, so please visit eventbrite.ca and search for An Evening with Plasteroid to reserve your tickets now.
Vancouver's DJ Felix with a single that came out a few weeks ago on Bandcamp. That was Cowards in the Clone Room, Head for Peace. Most recent release from this very prolific individual has a new album called Guiding Star Redux. It's amazing to watch how they grow. Especially if you're familiar with the previous act, formerly known as Industrial Priest Overcoats. In the background from Ukraine, this is Eot Tapes. And off of a new album that came out through the Musket label called Paradise Lost, this is Jungle Tapes. Almost feels like it could be like an exotic or tiki type fifth vibe. Which definitely brings it in mind that is some episode that I am looking at down the road. Although, there's definitely some colonial implications as part of that, so... Part of that episode would almost feel like a question mark towards the entire proceedings. Of course. On the other hand, it also has... A side, at least sonically, that harkens to travel, but yeah. Complicated waters. We'll figure out what to do it to be respectful of primarily Polynesian cultures to provide that sound. From Paradise Lost, we head to Toronto with Lee Paradise. Most recent album from that creative individual was 2022's Lee Paradise and Company. But we're going to go back to 2020's The Fink for this song, which has been kicking around in playlists for so long. So the opportunity arose to share it with you now. Here's Lee Paradise with Message to the Past. Lonely birds 
February 24th marks one year since Russian full-scale war against Ukraine and nine years of Ukrainian resistance against Russian invasion and imperialism. One year full of unimaginable horror and extreme resiliency. We at the Ukrainian Student Union at the University of British Columbia would like you to remind that the war is not over. Ukrainians are still suffering. Please consider donating to the government organization United24, launched by the President of Ukraine, as the main venue for collecting donations to cover the most pressing needs. Visit u24.gov.ua for more details. Glory to Ukraine! Slava Ukraine! Tune into Post Rock Friday from 10 to 11 with your host John P for the best in post rock, drone, ambient, experimental, and noise. This is Sir Reginald Wainsmere, composer of the film Too Many Tuesdays. You can hear my music and much more on Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7 on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
Grand River, from the new album All Above, through Editions Migo, we heard Kura. And Grand River is the alias of the Dutch-Italian composer and sound designer Emilia Portioli. She's based in Berlin. Behind me, this is Gerald Fried from his soundtrack to the 1957 album, D- no, album, good job, try that again, from his score. Two, the 1957 film Dino Gerald Freed here with Death in a Warehouse Dino was directed by Thomas Carr starring Sal Mineo, Brian Keith and Susan Kerner based on a teleplay from TV about a juvenile criminal who was released in struggles debating between falling back into crime but he's been meeting with a caseworker definitely one of those uh Youth in Peril type 50s films. And Gerald Fried's score from Dino is off a 2014 split with Franz Waxman's Crime in the Streets. Gerald Fried will bear our profile here on Exploding Head Movies this week in honor of the late composer. Born in the Bronx back in 1926, studied at Juilliard in a high school for music and art. As my Brooklyn accent starts kicking back in again without me realizing it. He composed, conducted, also played the oboe. And upon graduating, first score he did, full name Gerald Voicefried, was the 1951 short documentary Day of the Flight as directed by Stanley Kubrick. And Freed did Kubrick's first five films, so along with Day of the Flight did Fear and Desire, Killer's Kiss, The Killer, and Paths of Glory, of which we will hear none of because... Apparently my planning, but just stuck on the TV side of things, mostly. We'll try to dig it up at some point, because I'm overdue on some Kubrick. The style, as we can hear here, very forceful, angular, lot of symphonic motifs, as the tuba's kicking along along some dominant instruments. And we're going to start with his perhaps most famous music or film cue. The TV show itself had a famous theme done by Alexander Courage, but during season two, Gerald Fried worked on a few episodes of Star Trek, the original series from the 60s. 
In season two, the premiere, we got exposed a little bit to Mr. Spock's homeworld on Vulcan. So instead of just being a quirky, silent, logical guy, nope, you learned about the Ponvar. Every seven years, Vulcans lose their minds in love, and they have to go back to Vulcan and mate, or then they die. So it was a new concept. This is also where Spock, or Leonard Nimoy, who played Spock, introduced the greeting with the two fingers, live long and prosper. And yes, he gets to fight Captain Kirk. So we're going to listen to this cue since it pops up a lot throughout Star Trek and various other uh, spinoffs and spoofs. Let's go straight to the source here. From 1966, here's Gerald Freed with... It's got three names here as we go through various movements, but it's distinctive. This is The Ritual, Ancient Battle, and The Second Kroika. One to beam down.
Uh, I bet you're all getting wound up, so gotta calm you down a little bit there. From Star Trek, the original series, throughout a good portion of season two, when it was time to fight, originally from the episode Amok Time, Gerald Freed with the ritual, ancient battle, and second Kroika. Referred to in later Star Trek episodes and films, including the recent rebooted ones, and then the 2022 series Strange New World, spoofed as well in The Simpsons multiple times in Futurama. Also used as wake-up music one day during the Space Shuttle series. In the background, more Gerald Freed here. From his Oscar-nominated score to the 1974 documentary Birds Do It, Bees Do It, this is Daphnia. Documentary by some National Geographic's folks, Nicholas Knoxon and Erwin Roston, exploring sexuality in the animal kingdom. To the point the uh, ratings bureau rated it R, except it's animal sex. And they're like, oh, it's nature and learning, so it dropped down to a PG. So This is Gerald Freed's only Oscar nomination. The film was also nominated as well, too. His score lost to another documentary series about a shark. John Williams' score to Jaws, which I think I need to profile at some point. We'll figure it out. Get into some more cues here from lesser-known films. I'm still astonished that I'm working with this, but this is from a Mexican thriller from 1976 called Survive, as directed by René Cardona Jr., based on the true story of an airplane crash by an Uruguayan sports team in the Andes. That's become its own cliche based on the idea of people forced to choose between starvation or cannibalism. So, stuff for the whole family. Anyways, this appears off of a compilation called the Gerald Freed Collection, Volume 1, which I may have mentioned in a past soundtracks listings since I've done it for a while. So part of me does remember all this stuff. But, of course, with Gerald Freed's most recent passing, it came to light here. So... The split uh, for Volume 1 here features the film's cruise into terror and survive. And if you're looking for survive, it has an exclamation mark at the end. So here's Gerald Freed with Trying to Survive.
Gerald Freed with the main title to the 1969 film, Whatever Happened to Aunt Alice? Directed by Lee H. Katzen, based on Ursula Curtis's novel, The Forbidden Garden, about an aging Arizona widow who hires elderly female housekeepers, cons them out of the money, and then murders them. There was a genre of film back in the day there. It has a weird term for it. I'm not even going to try to dig it up, but basically it's just older women kind of in a sunset boulevard mode of people start dying. Behind me, I'm gonna about to say, this may be the first soap opera cue I've used in this show, but again, over 15 years, weirder things have happened. But from the 1980s primetime soap dynasty, Gerald Freed here with Was He Drugged and Jack's Story. Campy primetime soap opera based on a Denver oil magnate's family with Linda Evans, Joan Collins, Kate O'Hara, Heather Locklear earlier in her career. Lasted nine seasons. I think it was rebooted once. And yes, Freed played on many TV series to the point I can't even list it all. It's so crazy, but he worked on dozens, if not hundreds, of series throughout the 1960s and 1970s. The glaring admission that I have here on the show is anything from Gilligan's Island because he scored half of the episodes 39 of them and that is actually how he made most of his money since Gilligan's Island has been on reruns 
forever. And it gets residuals from any re-airing. Or at least now, the estate does. Of course, we were talking about Star Trek. I'm remembering we've done multiple episodes in the past tied to music from Star Trek, including some from Gerald Fried in the past, but that's going back to the Radio Free GAC days, one fun drive from 2009. I need to look up that episode. The most recent one we did is when Nichelle Nichols, a.k.a. Lieutenant Uhurodesk, died. So, Exploding Head Movies, episode 613 from August last year. We'll have some more Star Trek, and maybe in that episode I will remember the rest, since we've definitely dealt with a few things, including when Leonard Nimoy passed away. The other key TV series, specifically miniseries that Gerald Fried is known for, is his collaboration with Quincy Jones on the 1977 miniseries Roots, based on Alex Haley's 1976 novel Roots, the Saga of an American Family. Starred LeVar Burton and John Amos as Kunta Kinte, a Gambian teen who was abducted by European slave travers, sent to colonial America. And this miniseries was a huge deal back in the time that uh, appointment viewing on television was a key thing. Also starred, and the list is immense, but I'll at least get some key names here, Maya Angelou, Ed Asner, Lloyd Bridges, Scatman Crothers, Louis Gossett Jr., Lauren Green, Ian McShane, Richard Roundtree, and Quincy Jones and Gerald Freed worked on the music in tandem. Freed wrote the main mural theme, which we'll hear in the, op- well, was heard in the op- opening credits, which I was going to play, but I dug up another cue that you can hear the mournful theme, and it appeared as a leitmotif throughout the entire miniseries itself. So let's hear some of the music. I'll talk about the cultural impact Roots had afterwards, but from Roots, here's Gerald Freed, and we begin with Uprising. Thank you. 
from his portion of the score to the 1977 miniseries Roots. We heard Gerald Freed's first stop with Uprising. Then we heard Tender Reunion. And we closed with Free at Last. And we heard twice the May motif that he wrote. At some point, I'll dig up the Quincy Jones side of Roots at some point, hopefully before he passes away. I think Q's got a lot more years left in him. Gerald Freed won his only Emmy for his score to Roots, and that's a primetime Emmy. He shared it with Quincy Jones. Over his, or actually going to Roots itself, it was nominated for 37 Emmys, which I need to actually check if it's a record or not. It did win nine. It won a Golden Globe and a Peabody Award. And the final episode in that miniseries was the third most rated finale in American television history. Roots has been riffed on by many artists, ranging from Kendrick Lamar to Weird Spoof by Lance Reddick on LeVar Burton in an Eric Andre appearance. Freed also did the music to Roots, the Next Generation sequel in 1979, and then the 1988 TV movie Roots, The Gift. Another background from the TV series The Man from Uncle, from Volume 1 of the soundtrack. This is Gerald Freed here from a 1966 episode. This is the Her Master's Voice Affair. Freed did 45 episodes of that fun-loving TV spy series. And yes, 60s and 70s were his main busy period. He slowed down during the 80s, even taking a break from 1988 to 2004. Did little bits here and there. Final score was 2016's Unbelievable. And Gerald Freed died on February 17th this year. I've been suffering from pneumonia. And that's what took him in Bridgeport, Connecticut, four days after his 95th birthday. That's going to be it for Exploding Him Movies for your Easter Monday. Coming up at 9, Waiting in the Wings, it's The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker. You'll guide you around midnight or so, so stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Monday evening. If you missed any of this week's episode, it'll be available as a podcast. Just go to www.citr.ca, look up what will be episode 644, and you'll get the skinny that way. Next week, well, we'll dig up some jazz for you since uh, Gavin's definitely talked about Wayne Shorter before. So we'll look at some of the music that appeared in the David Mamet version of Glengarry Glen Ross. I'll dig up some of his other stuff, and then we'll circle around that great film as well. Then later in April, Yushi Sakamoto will do a profile on the late Japanese composer. And then, since I have some road trips coming up, some more all-ambient episodes, since it does have its fans. We'll close with some new music from a Vancouver jazz act known as Beatings Are in the Body. It's a collaboration of Montreal's Erica Angel from Thus Owls, Rasheen Adams from Hildegard's Ghost, and Vancouver cellist Peggy Lee. Maybe you caught them at the Vancouver International Jazz Festival last year. But they have a new album coming out in May. And this track is available through their band camp. So from their self-titled release, due this spring. This will be Beatings Are in the Body with Blurry. You have been listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Please remember to keep calm, be kind, and stay safe. There's still a pandemic going out there. My brother just got it for the second time. And his wife for the first time, too. So look after yourselves. 
do what you got to to not get it or if you do hopefully the symptoms are mild so take care we'll see you in seven days Crossing.